You're listening to Just Kill Me, stories about jobs that people who have them are better than yours, with lots of stories that are sometimes funny and sometimes not so funny, and sometimes we can make the funny stories the stories that aren't funny and make the funny stories not funny, and there's no one better at that than Dale Irvin. Thank you, Chester. Chester Bivens. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have time for the show right now because his intro was so long. But uh, <laughs> he's, so I think he's bucking for his own show, I'll tell you that. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Just Kill Me podcast. My name is Dale Irvin, and uh, this is the show where we tell you how good you've got it because we're going to tell you about people that have jobs worse than yours, people that are in situations worse than yours. And of course, to do that, I need my two cohorts from the great state of Indiana. Please welcome the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. Hey, every time I hear Chester, I can't help but think that somewhere on a cruise ship, a ventriloquist is missing his dummy. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, the lilting laughter comes from none other than the lovely Terry O'Brien, hostess of the Terry O'Brien Show and the Dangerous Thinkers podcast. Hey, do you guys know it's an important historical day today? It's Juneteenth as we record this, which commemorates the day that uh, former slaves in Texas found out about the Emancipation Proclamation, which, you know, had been signed two and a half years earlier. So things didn't travel as quickly in those days. Information took a little longer. So slavery was over all over the country. Now, if somebody can just tell the Democrats. <laughs> and the, you know the Texans too they knew two years before you know they're just all going we don't say nothing nobody's the wiser alright <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that was the birthplace of mainstream media right there <laughs> uh, well did anybody have a just kill me moment this week oh I was going to tell I asked you guys if I had told you the story about the guy with no teeth that was keeping me from getting where I needed to go. Did I tell you guys that story? I forget. Who, I tell these stories, too. This is no, no. This one sounds good. I don't remember any toothless man stories. So please gum it out for us. Well, you know, it's summertime, right, in the Midwest, and a lot of towns have events on Saturdays, you know, and my town's one of those that has a kind of legendary event, and I knew about this, and I knew I had to be somewhere on Saturday morning, so I anticipated and took a different route, you know, I thought, all right, I'm going to avoid all this trouble, but unfortunately, I didn't avoid everything, I didn't go far enough out of the way, and I ended up behind a car that was being stopped. There were some barricades, and there was one car in front of me, and so this auxiliary police officer, you know, think Var Barney Fife without the humor, you know, was there, and he talked to the guy in front of me, and then he lifted up the barricade, and the guy went through, and I thought, all right, this is fine. I get up there, and I say, you know, I really have to be somewhere at 9.30, so could you, you know, just let me go through? And this guy literally had like six teeth in his head, and he <laughs> could barely speak. I mean, there's like spittle coming out. Maybe when you don't have teeth, it makes you, I don't know, but it's like <laughs> spitting on me. And he's like, well, if I let you go through, I'll have to let everyone go through. And I'm like, but wha what about the, the guy right before? But 
I didn't argue. <laughs> I was already late. But that was a just kill me moment. So I don't know. If, if you guys had been there, maybe we could have, uh, you know, jumped out and taken him out or something. Well, a guy with six teeth, I mean, there's not many other places he can work. Security guard. <laughs> Carney. Or... Or making carny, or making yeah. uh, frilly decorative apples. <laughs> I thought maybe he was one of the carnies that was there for the amusement park thing that they always have when yeah. they have these festivals. Maybe you know, in the morning he's doing the auxiliary cop thing, and in the evening he's doing the carny thing. So that's entirely possible. He definitely looked the part. Those are the guys that floss with clothesline. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we we had uh, an actual just kill me moment come to light in the uh, in the news this week, and uh, this was a uh, a gentleman who was a student at McGill University, and he was going to go to the Coburn Conservatory in Los Angeles. He's a clarinet player and a darn good one, and he had a, a scholarship coming to him. But uh, in order to get the scholarship, he had to verify an email that he received. And unfortunately, his girlfriend, who didn't want him to go away to college, intercepted that email and erased it. And the poor guy lost his scholarship. Oh, man. Man. That's what that scholarship was. That's more than a lifetime for a clarinet major. (laughs) (laughs) But now... The the most valuable thing, the most valuable thing a clarinet major can learn is, would you like any biscotti with that? (laughs) This I can, apparently this was in Canada too, so no wonder on that. But uh, it went to a Canadian court or kangaroo court or whatever they call it up there, and uh, he got a judgment from the judge of uh, three hundred thousand dollars in general damages and another fifty thousand because he uh, had to get the meal plan. <laughs> <laughs> now, but the real question is: Are they still together? Uh, I, I don't believe so. I think she's uh, she's into an oboist right now. So I actually saw this guy on TV, and um, I felt sorry for him. You know, he he doesn't have the money. They she hasn't paid the judgments. So I don't know how they're gonna extort this or extract this money from this woman. But uh, I hope she's got some better gig than being a clarinet player or dating one. Yeah, I was gonna say she was a clarinet player's. Girlfriend. All <laughs> 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 right, and that's that's a very rare thing, and I I just came up with something that's even rarer. But you'll have to stay tuned for the extra show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a bad job to start off. Waitressing has never been said to be a good job. I guess I I uh, I never really did it. Did you, Terry? Did, were you ever in food service or Tim? No, I've never done it. I, I was never, never a always... waitress. No. I was a bartender. That was about it. But uh, anyhow, this guy uh, Curtis May, uh, not the uh, not the famous guy. Uh, he took his uh, his daughter and his granddaughter took him out for Father's Day to the Bohemian Hall and Beer Garden, and they were going to have burgers and beer. And uh, when he got his receipt, he looked at the receipt, and written on it were the requests: add cheddar cheese and mayo to this burger, and please spit in it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's how you get that authentic bohemian flavor. 
I don't know what this guy did to the waitress that she told the, the, the cook to spit in his burger. You know, like you got to keep reminding him. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as a as a as a road comic in my early days, I swallowed a lot of waitress spit. <laughs> and Fox News, you know, who you normally but it was voluntary. Voluntarily, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, but don't you always assume? I mean, you never want to tick off the server, you know. I mean, because don't you assume that that's what's going to happen? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if you if you give them any, you wait until the end of the meal, then you stiff them. That's how you get back at them. According yes. to the restaurant, though, according to the restaurant, though, they uh, that she's just a really bad speller, and she was trying to say, please split it in two. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah. try. Good, good luck with that, Perry Mason. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another, this is the weirdest job, and I, I still wouldn't want it, in Burkina Faso, which I'll be honest with you, I don't really even know where that is, but I'm guessing it's in another um, hemisphere. Mm -hmm. Anybody know where that is? Burkina Faso. Okay. It's in it's Africa. Africa. Oh, it's in Africa. Yep. Okay. Well, that explains why crocodiles are all over there. And in this town, Bazuli, in Burkina Faso, they they worship alligators and they live with them. There's like, uh, they share their pond with like a, a hundred uh, crocodiles, not alligators, crocodiles. And uh, they can go up and they pet them and can sit on them. And uh, they say sometimes if you're brave enough, you lie on them. And it's getting tourists to come in. Well, that well, it's because those people are so poor they can't afford pool toys. <laughs> <laughs> but what they, else are you supposed to do if you don't can't afford an air mattress? <laughs> and and, and tourists come in, they give them a chicken tied on a stick, said, "Oh, this will get them to come close." <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and, and I don't want to be that tour guide because you never know when you're going to get a. a Cranky crocodile, you know. Yeah, I don't want to be the I don't want to be the tourist because eventually the crocodiles are going to figure out that uh, uh, the things on the other end of the stick don't have as much string on them. <laughs> this, this reminds me no of the feathers. story from Florida about Pippa the dog. I don't think we talked about this. I talked about it on my show, but did you guys hear about this Pippa the dog and the crocodile? No. Oh. oh, my God, the crocodile. I think it was Chester the crocodile. But anyway, this dog, this like little Yorkie. <laughs> You're making fun of the announcer, aren't you? This little Yorkie was like, they were like, you know, sort of antagonists. But it was kind of a thing that the tourists like to watch, you know. This Yorkie would go and like kind of taunt the crocodile. And he'd just sort of jump out of the water and act like he was going to grab him. And, well, you know, eventually, you know, the inevitable happened. This was a couple weeks ago. He ate and the dog. Chester huh. had enough. Yes, right in front of <laughs> horrified observers, who I'm sure you know the parents are probably going, you know, kids, you know, circle of life, you know. <laughs> and, and, and to, to quote the uh, the popular phrase now, it's um, <laughs> nuts. I forgot it, and that is a very popular <laughs> phrase. Nuts. Yeah, yeah, welcome, it. welcome to the crocodile tour. <laughs> I'll be your guide, Lefty. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, 
Yeah, sorry, I keep <laughs> rowing in circles, but uh, <laughs> they said that when the crocodiles die, they they represent the soul of their ancestors, and they even bury them and give them a funeral, except mm. for the part that they make into shoes. <laughs> they bury. Yeah, right they actually they actually petition. Dogs. <laughs> they petitioned the crocodiles for wishes uh, and to grant wishes. And, you know, myself, I would wish for a set of new luggage. <laughs> and that okay. wish can be granted. That wish can I, be granted. Actually, it was I, Casey I, the crocodile, not Chester. Oh, thank you oh, for okay. that correction. Otherwise, we'd be getting letters. Yes. All right. right. Letters? Heck, you get a memo from the guy in the next office. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking, speaking of the next office, this office, which once looked like a great place to work, is not looking that way anymore. Working for Elon Musk, who, as you know, invented the uh, Tesla. Uh, he also uh, launched one up into space, and it's currently driving around, and uh, he uh, he sent out a, a message to all of his employees last week because they suspected sabotage in a factory fire, and and they, they in fact did catch the guy that, uh, that said it, and it made him send out this memo to all of his uh, employees saying things like, as you know, there's a long list of organizations that want Tesla to die. These include Wall Street short sellers who have already lost billions of dollars and stand to lose a lot more. Then there are the oil and gas companies, the wealthiest industry in the world, that don't love the idea of Tesla advancing the progress of solar and power and electric cars. Please report anything suspicious. And you send it to yeah. Elon at paranoiaisreal.com. <laughs> what? You think these cars are going to burn themselves? Yeah, what's that one that just caught on fire? The, 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 uh, the, the, the woman was in some uh, two-bit TV show, and her husband Tesla just caught on fire. Yeah, no, no, that didn't just, that, that was a uh, sabotage. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, you never yeah, trust a guy named, Elon. never trust a guy named after a cologne. I know, because oh. that Elon Cologne is not really good. <laughs> Sense of Elon. You know, these employees are lucky. You're lucky they're just getting laid off. They could be transferred to Mars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's like, I forgot that part. He's laying off 9% of the people, except the ones that are actually making the Teslas. But a whole bunch of other people are getting laid off, apparently, because they fuck one another. <laughs> he, he, he thinks they could be suspicious. Oh. Um, all right, one more story about work, and I don't know if this is is a good work, a good job, or a bad job. But one in ten Americans, one out of ten—that's almost ten percent—have had sex at their place of business. And of those who have had sex at work, one out of five got caught. <laughs> huh. Tim, does this make you wish that you ever had a real job after all? Well, I, I, I kind of, uh, I, I hate to admit this, but uh, I have good news and bad news. The, the, the good news is uh, I work at home. And, uh, <laughs> the bad news is uh, I, I work alone. <laughs> but I have never, I have never been caught. So, uh, <laughs> there you go. So you got that going for you. All right. So, so one out of one out of one out of 
five. We got four right here. There's a really good chance one of us here <laughs> has caught it having sex at work. It's not me. <laughs> All right, we oh, got Dale's going to blame story. Chester. <laughs> <laughs> It says in this thing, for many, work is a very stressful environment, and sex can be a great stress relief. <laughs> How many times really have you used that line? <laughs> I admit, I admit I had sex on the job one time, but it was a long time ago. I had a paper route, and, and he seemed like a nice man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the Seinfeld episode where Costanza had sex with the maid, and then oh, he yeah, said, like, yeah, yeah. He, then he said, like, well, nobody was that wrong. I mean, nobody told me. I mean, if anyone told me before I came to work here that that was wrong, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> so that's a takeaway for all you HR folks out there. Put that in your employee manual. Yeah, tell them not to do it. Hey, manual's how I do it. Especially don't do it on the desk. We got them from Ikea, and they may have come loose. <laughs> All right, this, uh, this last story we have, I don't really know what category it fits in, other than, uh, you know, if we had a category that said, just kill me, WTF. Because I, it, this is an invention I never would have thought of. But apparently, you know, there's this World Cup soccer is uh, is getting to be a big thing here. And apparently, over in in Europe, uh, women are not nearly as crazy about soccer as men are. You know, it's kind of, I guess, like football could be described here. And uh, to the point where men sit and watch soccer and they're all involved and you don't even know the woman is there. So this company has come up with underwear that for women that vibrate when the uh, when the soccer team scores <laughs> wow that's a, that's a long wait it's <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, oh, a lot of games are just one to nothing you know and they take a couple hours <laughs> yeah oh, that's going to make that more interesting <laughs> <laughs> and it's if they're hooked up to a robot that interprets the action and transforms it into vibrations in real time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely that's definitely something for foreign markets because here in America, only girls care about soccer. <laughs> that's very true. I think the women are going to get very impatient and just go have sex with the robot. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Or you know, hire an IT guy that can make the underwear go off whenever you say the word, you know, bananas. You know, whatever. There now, I think you got something, Dale. Oh, I got something. I've been trying to get rid of it. But I got something. <laughs> Well, you know, you've heard us talk about bad jobs, and perhaps you have a bad job yourself. We would like to hear about your bad job. If you got one that really stinks, we'd like you to send it, uh, you know, a description of it to us at justkillmeshow at gmail.com. Justkillmeshow at gmail.com. Send us what your job is, and if we use it on the air, Tim, what will they win? 
They will get a free Just Kill Me t-shirt. This is a 100% cotton t-shirt made from the finest organic cotton. Yes, your friends will be the, the, your envy as you go around in your new Just Kill Me t-shirt, showing them all just what you think of the job you hate. Some of, yeah, it's great. Some of, some of your friends may have Paris fashions. Yours come from a third world country. So there you go. All right. <laughs> we, we, we got a letter this week uh, of a guy who sounds to me like he has a bad job. Daryl Berlinski. And it just says Florida on here. It didn't give me the city. And it starts, it says, Dear Tim, Terry, Dale, and Chester. He included Chester. Mm. I am wow. right, I'm writing this letter to tell you how bad my job is. I am a sign spinner. I stand outside of condo <laughs> developments, tax accountant offices, car washes, and businesses that are yearning for attention. I have a big sign, four foot by three foot, and it is made of heavy-duty foam board and weighs four and a half pounds. It has a handle attached to the back. All I do all day long is hold this sign, spin it around, and move it back and forth. While people... <laughs> Stormy Daniels had a job like that. <laughs> I move it back and forth while people drive by and either yell at me or give me the finger. <laughs> they, they don't realize that not everybody can spin a good sign but we get no respect or recognition i can't even tell people what i do for a living without them snickering <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so we're doing it <laughs> sign spinners aren't even recognized as an official occupation by the kiwanis or the rotary <laughs> So he said, well, ironically, yeah, I said, I like what I do, but I hate the way it degrades me to the point that there are days when I am spinning in the rain and a gust of wind rips the sign from my hands. And I just want to say, just kill me. If you, <laughs> if you send me a shirt, I'll wear it while I spin. Daryl Berlinski. <laughs> Little Actually, did he know when he was getting that degree in medieval French puppetry. <laughs> This is where it would end A minor in clarinet, though. <laughs> if he could. If he could, boy. A clarinet playing sign spinner. <laughs> now he's got something. I'm just, I'm just reflecting on medieval puppetry. That strikes me as very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my friends, we have, I hope you feel better after all this time that you've spent with us because that's what this was designed to do, to make you feel better about your job, better about your life, and thank God you're not a sign spinner. So uh, please write us if you, uh, if you have a bad job. Uh, please visit us on our uh, Facebook page, Just Kill Me. And uh, until next week, what have, uh, anything going on for you guys? Nope, nothing in the short range. Nothing Just in the, the short usual. range. Just, Just the, the usual. usual. And, uh, and of course, all, all you people know exactly what that is. But you can visit, <laughs> visit DaleIrvin.com. Sign up for the Friday Funnies. They're free, too. You'll laugh twice a week. Until then, when things get you down, just look up and say, 